3: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. There's a lot to get to and a lot that concerns really everybody in the country, but there's this one particular story that broke that is a head scratcher at the very least. Yeah, I,
4: I don't know. We're just now learning this, even though I, I guess it, it happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a drunk guy reportedly wandered into the home of the national security advisor, Jake Sullivan. Wait a minute. The Secret Service is there. 24-7. Yeah. Yes. They were on duty. They didn't see the guy wander in. They they said there was no sign of a struggle, no sign of forced entry. And as the story goes, Jake Sullivan, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, Jake Sullivan was the one who found this drunk guy in his house, and he asked the drunk guy to leave. I don't know if he threatened to serve him with a sternly worded letter or what. (laughs) Yeah, right. It worked so well with the (laughs) Taliban. Of course uh, it did. Then Jake walked outside to tell the Secret Service, hey, did you know there was a dude in here? The Secret Service said, what? No, we had no idea.
3: This what? is a. What is going on? How did you get anything else happening? Was there, there
5: has so, to be. Like a sliding glass door he went through? They, or? Well, they,
4: they said there was no sign of forced entry. So something was open. Something was open, I guess. But what is this? Uh, anyway, I, I thought it was kind of interesting that even though there was no assault there was no attempted assault there was no break-in actually the today show still tried to tie it to uh, make it this bigger story i don't know if you
3: heard this about crime against lawmakers oh my goodness see i I caught the Good Morning America coverage. This is new to me. Roll it out. There was no physical confrontation with Sullivan, and at no point did it appear that Sullivan or his family was in any
0: type of danger. This, of course, comes against the backdrop of lies and threats against public
1: officials across the country, of course, just this week. Did
3: he say lies and threats? A rise in threats. A rise in threats.
4: Yeah, I thought thought it was lies, too, the first time I heard it. No, it's a rise
3: in threats. Okay. So... The threat is I can just roll into your place at 3 a.m. Even though you're the national security advisor <laughs> and you have secret <laughs> service. I'm going to go ahead and just see if I can slip through. <laughs> I call you... BS on this. What's going on?
4: Yeah. I All don't right, know. There's I... more.
3: Yeah. There's course, more. Just this week, we saw the office of Democratic Congressman Jerry Connolly attacked by an intruder. So, Savannah, this is something that is at the top of many people in Washington's minds.
4: Well, Well, one... This has nothing to do with that. No. I mean, there have been lawmakers assaulted, but the bigger story is because crime is out of control in Washington, D.C. And I would say to all the Washington, D.C., the people who work there in Congress and in the White House, welcome to what the rest of America has been dealing with the last three years. (laughs) Okay? A rise in crime.
5: Was Jake Sullivan in his underwear holding a hammer?
4: (laughs) I don't see that. No, like at the risk of getting out over my skis, and I admit it, I I did with the Paul Pelosi thing because I, I none of that made sense to me either. Did not make sense. It's like okay, but if you're the national security advisor, I mean, you're not talking about some, you know, uh, seventy year old neighborhood watch guy. You know, you're the national security advisor with Secret Service detail and a drunk
3: guy just waltzes into your house in the middle of the night. Something else happened. Dude, I can't tell you how many friends I have that are not in politics, not in government. But just because of cameras around the house and activated lights, yeah. OK, would have a better idea of an intruder. Just with your basic security system at home then this guy, the national security adviser,
5: <laughs> did the guy say you're in mega country now <laughs>
4: <laughs> that that I don't know, but I think we we do uh, have a clue. He was apparently holding a can of bud light
3: okay, so. <laughs> uh, more on that story a little bit later. uh David, you have a story out of Philadelphia, but this seems to be indicative of the United States. In general, I
4: I think this is the good news. I know there's a lot of of stuff that's really hard to take right now. There's a lot of feeling of being downtrodden if you're a common-sense American. Mm -hmm. And I will say this. This is a Democratic primary in the city of Philadelphia for the next mayor. And because, I mean, Democrats outnumber Republicans in the city of Philadelphia seven to one. So this, for all intents and purposes, is the mayoral election. The election happened last night. And the woman who won and will likely be the next mayor, is someone who is in favor of things like stop and frisk. Because crime is so out of control in Philadelphia, like so many other places. Sherelle Parker beat Helen Gim, a far-left loon who had been endorsed by Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Gim was big on the whole defund the police stuff. Uh, Sherelle Parker, meanwhile, wants to hire at least 300 more police officers and is cool with someone being stopped for reasonable suspicion aka stop and frisk Mm -hmm. and to me even though this is a democratic primary this is a sign to me that a lot of people regardless of party identification are waking up that this far left progressive ideology
3: doesn't work we need a different direction there's no question about it and what it reminds me of and Scott, I think you were in the hospital with your heart attacks in like 2016, maybe 17, somewhere in there. I can remember places like Vice News before they went out of business. They would have some reporters that would go into places like Chicago into neighborhoods where there were a lot of gun deaths. And you would have these ladies saying, we need more police here. yeah, Because you have the criminals in these neighborhoods running everything. Our kids can't even go to the park without fear of getting shot there used to be people that would report on that from the left you haven't seen that now in quite a number of years yeah. but i don't know that the people that live in these neighborhoods that are high crime have changed their minds over time i think they've always wanted law and order it seems to be the people that don't live in those places yeah. that are saying hey we can't have stop and frisk that's racist <laughs> Well, people in the neighborhoods are saying go get the criminals mm-hmm.
4: It's just kind of nuts. I yeah. thought it was interesting seeing some of the uh, uh, data coming out from the city of Philadelphia. You know, the only place that was really going for the socialist candidate was right around a college campus.
3: <laughs> and of that course. makes sense. Yes. Dumb, indoctrinated kids and the people that teach them. Yep. Okay. Hey, did you see uh, what Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, is doing? Deploying the National Guard law enforcement to help Texas. All right, we're going to send our people over to Texas to help with that problem going on there. Good job. You like that? Hell yeah, I like it. Some people are saying that is just a calculated political play. So what?
4: Right, there actually <laughs> is a problem, though, at the southern border, so who
3: cares? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah I do Call it what you want. Lister support by me. includes more than 100 Florida Highway Patrol troopers, 200 Florida Department of Law Enforcement officers, and 800 Florida National Guard soldiers. All being sent to Texas. Because all of a sudden, it seems that after last weekend, uh, media comes out and says, oh, not near as big a problem as we thought. Yeah. Good news. Carry on now. But the problem continues. Yeah. It's just not getting coverage. Well, the, they're squealing
5: now like crazy, though. These northern states that are getting it now. And now was, now, now we have a problem. Yeah, Always. Oh. People here illegally are getting busted. all well, over Well, if place. these governors are like, we can't do this anymore, they gotta, we got to move on with this.
4: <laughs> Did you see the mayor of New York, Eric Adams? Yeah. They were supposed to have a public yeah. hearing uh, yeah. to talk about relocating migrants. Yeah. Canceled it. Didn't want to deal yeah. with the backlash.
5: <laughs> somebody somebody <laughs> drug up a tweet, too, I saw today. Eric Adams in 2021. We should protect our immigrants, period. New York City will remain a sanctuary city under an Adams administration. <laughs> All right. there you From 21. Yes, indeed.
3: Boy, oh, boy. That's something, isn't it? Uh, Bud Light, David, back in the news. Yeah, Bud
4: Light's been really struggling because of that whole partnership with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney, and there might be mm-hmm. a new twist to this. Uh, Ashley St. Clair, a writer for the Babylon Bee, a, a satirical website, uh, yeah. posted a photo that's a real photo of a 24-pack of Bud Light offering a $20 rebate, which is basically the same cost as the beer itself. I think it, it was listed at Walmart at nineteen ninety eight. I did see that over the weekend for real. Yeah. So, I, so I did some research, and there is actually the rebate offer valid in Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, South Carolina, and Tennessee, but you have to spend $50 on groceries uh, to qualify. There's a lot of different beer brands that do something like this, so I don't know if this is a direct... Hey, please get our product. It is funny timing and I will say uh as part of my research I was looking at different rebate offers. The closest thing I found in terms of the the dollar amount of the rebate was Stella Artois where you get like a case of Stella and you can get 30 bucks off or a $30 rebate, but you have to spend $150 to qualify, not 50.
5: Oh. Uh, so that's because you can't give away beer, right? Right. I mean, you can't do it. You got you, you, There's got to be something attached to it.
3: Well, I have heard of different bars, restaurants, stores going half price on the Bud Light mm-hmm. just to get it out yeah, before. Yeah, to get it out. Yeah. It gets totally skunky, that sort of thing. And it's been interesting, too, because you've seen some backlash toward Miller Lite because of the feminist ad that they had like a month ago. And that's gotten a lot of play within media. I have not heard that just from people talking no. as much as you see it Online. And then all I can think is did Anheuser Busch start this whole <laughs> Miller backlash to get I, yeah. to get some sort of you know attention off of them? I wonder because that's just a pandering feminist yeah. ad. It's way different when you have the trans activist that you're partnering mm-hmm. with. Anyway, who knows? All right. Did you see the story? And I, I saw this a couple of days ago, we just haven't had time to get to it. The sorority that has filed a lawsuit. Against Kappa Kappa Gamma, hey, we can't have this trans person seeing us naked all the time. Next, the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robin. Excuse me. Uh-huh. This is crazy. Um, we predicted it would get to this. I mean, it didn't take you know a genius to know this was going to happen at some point. Sorority sisters at Kappa Kappa Gamma. In Wyoming have sued the fraternity, people that run it, for saying they had to allow this six-foot-two trans-identified male with, quote, visible erections into their sorority. Okay. Uh, you know. What?
5: What in the hell is going on?
3: <laughs> it's been going on it's for upside a while. It's upside-down world. Visible erections. Yes, allegedly okay. became sexually aroused That's in the girl's fantastic. presence. Um, since you haven't seen this story, I can show you a quick picture here. That's the uh, trans woman, which is a, a dude. Yeah. Um, the, doesn't seem like there's much of an effort there to appear no. to be female. No. no. Um, the complaint was filed on Monday by seven past and present sorority members. This was in the U.S. District Court of Wyoming. And it accuses Kappa Kappa Gamma of betrayal and breaking their bylaws that state that the sorority is a single sex organization and that must be preserved. The girls allege that Artemis Langford, hmm. six foot two, weighing two sixty, has had quote <laughs> visible erections through his leggings. Through, and, his, quote, le- through his leggings. Repeatedly questions the women about what vaginas look like. Oh my breast gosh. cup size. Whether women were considering breast reductions and birth control. All right, all right. But I and just wanted to interview the gals. with these ladies.
4: <laughs> what did you say? He's just one of the gals. All right. <laughs> yeah.
3: I assume that's what women talk about when they're amongst themselves. I heard an interview with these girls. They were talking about going to uh, the upper echelon of this fraternity, talking to the people running, saying, "We can't have this. Well, you better." okay this isn't whatever the 1980s this is 2023 okay well, and they're saying well, you need women's spaces to be protected we've got a guy with an erection watching us undress and we don't even know he's in the room this is insanity so yes uh artemis became the sorority's first trans identified member in 2022 reportedly attracted to women and doesn't try to present as anything other than male. He's just a dude walking around in tight pants. 6'2", yeah, identify is yeah. female. I want to be in your sorority.
4: <laughs> I
6: think you're really
4: pretty. This is this is seriously like the 2023 update to Animal House, isn't it? Or something like that, like an old frat boy comedy.
3: Yeah, you could say
4: Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah.
3: Whatever.
5: You know, whatever it might be. Yes. Your daughter calls you on the phone and says, I've joined this sorority, Dad. There's this guy here that is wearing tights with an erection watching us undress. What do you think about that?
4: I say, I'm not paying for your school anymore.
5: That's exactly right. right. And I'm coming to get you right now. Wow. While we're at it, maybe Artemis and I will have a little conversation.
4: (laughs) He he is 6'2", 260, so I don't know if he can fight, but...
3: He's a pretty big guy. Yeah, you know, you can't tell everything by appearance. It doesn't look like a 6'2 intimidating presence mm, at 260. I just going to say, I doubt if it is. I don't <laughs> think this person would catch you in a
4: race. No. <laughs> I'll put it that way. And if nothing else, you know, you, you can just kick him in the family jewels. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, kick her in the family jewels. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, I, I mean, th- this is obviously said, well, we felt vulnerable and uncomfortable. And we couldn't believe sorority leadership allowed this to happen. Okay. I I suppose that's enough of that. We'll see where that goes. That's just... It's beyond, man. I mean, and we used to joke, there's going to be some dude that just identifies a certain way. And then you hear, and I always forget the name of it. You usually remember it, David, is the different dudes like the Leah Thomas... That some would argue not really trans, it's just they sort of get aroused by dressing yeah. and appearing female. Yeah. And there is a name for that. I always forget it. Whatever. Um unrelated topic. Uh where in the world are men most likely to pee sitting down? Uh, this was part of a, at new a study. Well,
4: I have it on good authority that it's not at a sorority in Wyoming, okay? That dude pee standing up. Yeah.
3: Do you know what country it is, by the way,
4: if you had to guess? Japan.
3: Nope. Dang. Germany. Yes! How did you know that? I don't know. Did you see this? Or no, just I know. I just a flyer? took a guess. That was a flyer. Yes. Um... It is German. 40% of German men say they sit down every time they whiz. I've heard some guys say this about other guys as to rip on them. Looks like the kind of guy that sits down to yeah. pee. I think I've
4: made that's that exact that. joke about Adam Kinzinger before.
3: You have. Yeah. Between, David, between you and my buddy Brady, I've heard this so many different times in so many different areas, and even <laughs> athletes have said it about other athletes. Yeah. It's just looks like you'd sit down to pee. I, apparently in Germany that's, that's a popular thing. Um, where it, the other countries where this happens quite a bit, I guess, Sweden, Denmark, Canada and Australia. Hmm. Hmm. Remember Australia used to have the reputation as a bunch of tough people yeah. and especially tough dudes. Well, I, I think that was before the pandemic. I think they tell
5: you it's better for men if they do sit down in terms of flushing the system. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, but again, that's what I've heard.
3: I did see that's this.
5: <laughs> I dropped out of med school after my like, freshman year. Yeah.
3: It's more common for older men to do it, especially once you get past 60.
5: Well, do you yeah, want to speak I, to that, it, Scott? It, well, the only thing I can say is the guy with his hand up, <laughs> you're behind him at the ball game, okay. and he's there forever. Yeah, it takes a while. He's like a basketball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he should probably turn one around. All
3: right, up. news update next. All right. The monthly Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, the Gen Xers, the millennial, the sexy Boomer. Okay, as it happens a lot on the show. they have a certain sort of game plan, and then you just throw it out the window because Van Camp is laughing uncontrollably at the moment. Okay. There must be breaking news. what happened?? Yeah. <clears throat>
4: All right, so you know how you got this new far left mayor in Chicago? Brandon yeah. Johnson is his name okay? Yes. So allies of the mayor have released a financial uh, blueprint that calls for $12 billion in new taxes, including a head tax of $33 per worker for companies with more than 50 employees, uh, quadrupling the tax on jet fuel, 3.5% income tax on households making $100,000, a point four percent wealth tax for the top 10% of city earners. And a one to two dollar transaction tax uh, tax for financial exchanges. It's a total, not even soak the rich. It's, I mean, Chicago. If you have an annual salary of one hundred thousand dollars, you are still not wealthy. Oh my goodness! If you are, you are middle class. If your household income is one hundred thousand dollars, yes. If you live in the city of Chicago, yes. Um, it is actually called. I am not joking about this. First, we get the money. Dot. 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 <laughs> you can't
5: make that up (laughs)
1: dang
3: man
4: wow Uh, oh the plan also calls for eliminating all current vacant positions at the chicago police department and cutting the budget by nine percent
3: the police budget dude i'm sorry uh i'm going to reference a 1979 movie called the warriors yes Mm. It happens occasionally on the show. And near the end, I think it was Washington that said, Cyrus was right about one thing. It's all out there. We just got to figure out a way to go steal it. Yep. And that's what it sounds like in Chicago. Oh, yeah. First, we get the money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness, man. Uh... All right. Uh, You have a story, David, of an elementary school teacher.
4: Yeah, there's a fifth grade teacher in Florida who says she's being investigated by the state after a parent complained about a movie she showed the kids. Jenna uh, Barbie is her name. Uh, Apparently, she showed this Disney movie that came out last year called Strange World. I have not seen it, but uh, apparently a, a big plot point is the main character is gay and has a crush on another boy in the movie. Okay. A uh, parent complained about it, saying the teacher was opening the door for inappropriate and now in the state of Florida unlawful conversations within the classroom. And I think of all the Disney movies, really, you, you know what you're doing with that.
3: I mean, yes, they know what they're doing.
4: Anyway, Jenna Barbie was on CNN because, of course, she's being painted out as this victim of fascist Ron DeSantis or whatever. And uh, she responded to uh, the parent who complained about it
3: okay
6: what she's missing and what these parents are missing is they're not in the school system that that just shows me that she's ignorant and has not come and volunteered at all because are these conversations these doors they're open these students have one-to-one devices the amount of things that they're able to pull up that we have to shut down they they these conversations these doors that she's talking about that's telling me i'm stripping her rights as a parent those rights are gone when your child's in the public school system because there are students talking about these things it's where they get 90 percent of their socialization for the day and we can't shut down every conversation every child has
3: but, but you don't have to promote it no you don't i mean th- no you do your job okay and as far as
6: those rights are gone when your child's in the public school system
3: because no, no. Part out not. yeah, <coughs> yeah no,
4: no no they're not no They. Wow. they don't they don't just go away as soon as a kid enters the classroom. That's not, yeah. I mean, it's one thing. Uh, of course, kids have conversations. Yes, even in elementary school. Sure. That you probably wouldn't want your parents to know about if you are the kid having that conversation. Maybe I'm telling on myself here, but there are things you and your buddies, as you're kind of exploring language and and the world around you and whatnot, you'd have these conversations. But yeah. you didn't. But if the teacher got wind of it, they'd tell you to knock that crap off.
3: Not say, I want to guide the conversation, or I want to play this movie to stir conversation. As a parent, you already have your challenge with smartphones, with anything online, because you're trying to keep control of that already. You don't need to add to the challenge Mm -hmm. of, well, what is the teacher showing as the movie today at school? No. And no, this part about...
6: Those rights are gone when your child's in the public school system.
3: No, they're not. Maybe people have been indoctrinated to believe that that is not true, and that's why so many people are leaving.
5: Bring schools. back the film strip guy.
3: <laughs> Who's the film strip
5: guy? In East Africa, native.
3: <laughs>
5: oh, dude,
3: you don't plants want, are being you don't want kids by. tortured
5: with that border? But do that you? dude, that was like the best, right? Film strip guy was the best because you have to pay attention to it. He just could not off.
4: Yeah, I was I was at the tail end of the the film strip. And then it was Laserdisc for a while. Remember that? I remember watching on Laserdisc the Voyage of the Mimi, which is millennials will know what I'm talking about, or many millennials will know what I'm talking about, especially if you're an older millennial like me. Um, Yeah, it was about uh, uh, I guess the boat was called the Mimi, and I think Ben Affleck was in it as a young kid. What? And I I need to fact check that, but for some reason I have it in my mind that that was Ben Affleck as a young kid. That was, like, the first movie he was in.
5: Well, they got something similar to that now. My Grampy is my Mimi. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yeah, Voyage of the Mimi is about a guy named Earl becoming Earlene.
3: All right, it's the time of the show. We go around the room, and it's not the biggest story maybe out there today, but it caught your attention. David, today, what's your story?
4: Oh, man, Bloomberg has a wild piece about, uh, well, climate change and trying Uh to change the weather through... Uh, legislative actions. Uh, you need to understand that this is the goal. This is what they want. The headline is South Africa beats climate goal, comma, as blackouts slash emissions. See, <laughs> South Africa has had massive blackouts because they've gone all in on the green weenie stuff and they've had regular breakdowns of coal fired plants, which represent about 80% of South Africa's electricity production. But they're not, they're not pushing to improve those things what they're doing is investing in solar and wind and it can't keep up because it's not that reliable right now but it's framed as a positive no kidding what what they write in the first paragraph of this piece south africa is ahead of its target for cutting emissions of greenhouse gases
5: (laughs) yeah because people don't have power for 12 hours (laughs) a day besides that you know
3: (laughs) what a success
5: minor (laughs) inconvenience yeah a little
3: warm in here yeah but uh, yeah We're hitting the goal. That's fantastic. All right. So for your story today, Scott, what do you got? Uh, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser
5: stunned lawmakers. That takes a lot to stun lawmakers when she testified that just over 200 homeless people live in the nation's capital. 200? She made the claim during testimony before the House Oversight and Accountability Committee on Thursday, telling them that her numbers are the facts. Despite other estimates that triple, quadruple that number of people living on the streets in D.C. Do you agree that we have a major problem in Washington, D.C. as it relates to homelessness? Asked one of the lawmakers. Well, we have 221 people as of today's count. They're living on the street. Are those the people you're referring to? No, it's the other 3,000 that you don't count.
3: Wow. Okay. You
5: just make up a number. You just throw it out there. There it is. It's only 200. Well who's going to hold her accountable? Well, no one is that's my point. You can just say whatever you want.
3: Mm-hmm. yes, uh thought this was interesting for my story today um and I don't think this is going to get a whole lot of traction. uh There was a new paper from Northwestern University. They did some research, did they? Yes, and they found out that aggressive use of ventilators may have killed some covid patients. Oh that, yeah, that's been
4: talked about for wow, a, I mean years at this point that if somebody was having trouble breathing they just like crammed all that equipment down in there they didn't have a lot of uh there were people that were doing that that didn't have the right kind of training to yeah. administer that type of treatment and so they actually like suffocated
3: people god yeah dude now when you've seen this have you seen it in mainstream media at all um
4: i think i've seen an article but it was more like it was framed as new conspiracy theory from right wing sources. And it's like, well, no, it's it's really not. That has been talked about pretty much since almost since the beginning.
3: Research from Northwestern University is far right now. Yes, apparently. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, and Alex Berenson highlighted this, but from the research, it said COVID. And I know there were a lot of people that died. I'm not making light of that but it had a relatively low mortality rate compared to other respiratory illnesses. And the researchers found after examining about 600 patients with severe pneumonia, COVID patients remain um, intubated longer than other patients and develop secondary bacterial infections way more often. Mm -hmm. And those extra infections cause many deaths in the COVID patients. In other words, if they would not have put them on the ventilator, they would have been okay or very possibly okay, which is kind of wild. Because then you go back, and you remember when Trump talked about ventilators, legacy media freaked out. It was a Politico headline from March of 2020, Trump saying, I don't believe you really need that many ventilators. (laughs) He wants
6: people to die.
4: Well, and and in that case, it was because, what was it? It was like Andrew Cuomo was saying they needed 30,000 ventilators when they really didn't. And all of that was because a New York Times reporter forgot to carry the one doing some calculations, Mm -hmm. basically misquoted an estimate, greatly uh, inflating the number of ventilators that would be needed. And then, was it the New England Journal of Medicine or one of the medical journals picked up that fake news, and then it got reported again in the New York Times, and then that's why it was like, we need a million ventilators all at one time, as opposed to... What the actual estimate was, was throughout the entirety of the pandemic, a million people would probably need to be on a ventilator. Mm-hmm. That's what it was, but they thought yeah. it was all at
3: one time. Right. Yes. Well, and the Wall Street Journal reported back <clears throat> December 2020 that doctors often put preemptively patients on ventilators when they didn't need to. And they go on to say it's dangerous for patients, especially when it goes on for long periods. Trache tubes are a highway to bacterial Mm -hmm. lung infections or ventilator-acquired pneumonia, Mm -hmm. which can be difficult to treat even with antibiotics. So, holy smokes, man. This, as a driver in mortality in patients with COVID-19, was really underestimated. This paper was published in the Journal of Clinical Investigation. And to me, when I see that, I would think that a lot of people that just want to get their daily dose of news, however they get it, would be interested to know that. Because it just makes you more wise for the future. Like, oh, my gosh. So out of good intentions, you can call it whatever you want. This happened just a few years ago. Wouldn't you want to know that compared to everything else they're telling you today?
4: Yeah. And and to me, I, I, I whenever I've seen this conversation pop up, a lot of people have said, well, you don't understand this and you're, you're blaming doctors for doing their best. And I don't think that's the case. I, I, no. I don't know really anybody who's saying, oh, the doctors on purpose killed a bunch of people with ventilators. No, when it's the fog of war, you're, you are trying to do what is right. The question though is how prevalent was this in terms of death related to COVID treatments? because you need to know that the next time some sort of respiratory virus starts spreading like wildfire in the United States. This is about developing best practices, not about demonizing doctors.
3: Yes. By the way, whenever we bring up trachs, we remember Robbins in the hospital in 2019 after his heart attacks. After, well, you were completely out for over a month. 2015. 2015. What did I say? 19. Oh, sorry. And then... When you could finally communicate through the trach, mm-hmm. your snarky sense of humor still came through, but it just sounded different. Yeah. And, David, you've referenced it. Yeah. I don't know how many times the one time we're up there. <laughs> Who got fired today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at that time, there were a lot of people getting fired.
5: Yeah. You know, the thing is so with those things, too, and I had one, is that your lungs are, are damaged. Yeah. I mean, there's generally no question about it that you're never going to have the capacity you had before. Right.
3: Yes, they still just be talking about somebody. You say, like, "What an idiot!" You should have had a game. Scott said, "What?" News <laughs> update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The U.S. economy
6: hangs in the balance. Livelihoods of millions of Americans do too. So there's no time to waste. That ceiling,
3: Janet Yellen. <laughs> we got to get something done.
4: (laughs) Man, the old fear
5: machine is up to 11, isn't it? Man, our
4: our Werther's Originals
3: supply stock will still be going down. Republicans don't care about people. Mm -hmm. They just want to take everything away. No, I mean, the debt ceiling, how many times are they going to raise that thing? Right. This is insanity. you got to stop the spending on all the social crap. Well, and... Yeah, and what Republicans are proposing
4: is actually not that drastic. No. It's basically saying let's whatever we raise the debt ceiling to, let's make sure that we're spending under that.
0: Hey.
5: It's yeah. so infuriating. Isn't that a weird concept? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I know. I mean, it Yes, you only spend what you make.
3: It, it's It's absolutely crazy. Uh, All right, what's the story in Texas, David?
4: Yeah, electric vehicle owners in Texas will be paying more to renew or register their vehicles starting in September. When you have to register your vehicle every year. Well, there's going to be a $400 fee to register your vehicle if you drive an EV. In addition to other standard registration fees, current owners would pay $200 a year when renewing registration. And, I mean, part of this, ha- well, all of it actually has to do with the fact that electric vehicles, since they don't run on gas, people who drive those are not contributing to the gas tax fund. And Texas, So we're going to
3: get it some other
4: way. Yeah, so you gotta get, you got to get your money <laughs> one way or the other, right? Oh, sure. <laughs> That's how it works. Yes. Texas is actually not the first to do this. California does it. I mean, there's a lot of states that have, have moved to do this in order to fill in the gap, especially states that don't have a state income tax. Mm-hmm. Because, you, I mean, you need to have some form of income coming into the state coffers. And the gas tax is a really popular way to, to fund projects.
3: Yeah, so you're going electric, we'll get you another way. Yeah. Just the way it is. But you got the great government rebate when you got that right, electric exactly. vehicle. If it was the one that the government said you could buy. Right. If it's one of the ones they don't approve, yeah. then you're SOL. Because we don't like Elon Musk. No. So those Tesla's, those, nah. But the ones we say are okay, we'll give you the rebate on it. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are
1: you ready?
2: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins.
1: We just become best friends, yep.
2: Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show.
3: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so the Durham Report produced, no startling revelations, nothing there really. Yeah, this is wild to me, man. This is probably the
4: best example of how the media is basically just trying to cover for itself now after being totally exposed for lying about the Trump-Russia collusion stuff. Mm -hmm. how all their sources lied to them and they just played stenographer and pushed it out to the American people for years. Durham report is out. This is the investigation into the origins of the Trump-Russia investigation. And John Durham found that the FBI never had evidence that warranted a full investigation. It was started by the Clinton campaign. Obama knew about it. The intelligence agencies knew it was bogus, but they launched this thing anyway. Here's the framing from the failing New York Times John Durham's report on the FBI's investigation into the Trump campaign's work with Russia, which produced no startling revelations, is being viewed by some conservatives as lending credence to their conspiracy theories about the U.S. agency. (laughs) No, it confirms it. (laughs) It's not a conspiracy theory if it's
3: true. Oh, man. Wow. (sighs) I mean, proof positive. It's nothing but propaganda out of the failing New York Times. Well, they don't want to give back all their awards. That their journalists right. won by covering this story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. So the FBI lies. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because they they know it's not true. They leak it to the media who runs with it. And then they use the media reports to say, hey, we need to be able to look in on this stuff. And this yep. way we can spy on people, including yes. Trump. Yeah, it It's was, nuts. It
4: was a human centipede of lies.
3: Yes. Yet no startling revelations since no, the failing all. New York Times. Yeah. Wow, man. Did you ever think we'd be here in 2015? All because the way I back. can honestly say I did not. No,
4: it is pretty remarkable to watch this. I mean, how can you
3: say it's anything but propaganda? Yeah.
4: Well, how can you say it's not startling that a sitting United States president knew that his uh, preferred successor was starting a disinformation plot on American soil and and essentially gave the green light to the intelligence community to run with it. Yes. That's pretty
3: startling to me. Not only that, but you know Hillary Clinton started the whole thing. Yeah. That seems to be omitted from a lot of legacy media's coverage of this. Right. It all started there. It's absolutely wild to watch this go on. Um. David, do you have an update on John Fetterman.
4: Yeah. So uh, John Fetterman yesterday was grilling the former CEO of Silicon Valley Bank, one of the banks, of course, that failed in, uh, in the last few weeks. Huh? Was grilling him? Was grilling him, yes. He was attempting to, I yeah. think, Scott. Uh, this is the Democrat senator out of Pennsylvania who almost died from a stroke last year and then had to be hospitalized for six weeks this year due to crippling depression. But he's fine, okay? Now, before you play the clip here, because yes. the guy can't talk. And no. it doesn't seem like he can really do the job. He doesn't, you know, he, he gets startled by loud noises and bright lights. That's from his own campaign. Correct. And Or his own team, I should say. So I just want to share this with you before you play the audio. This is how he was quoted by a Washington Post reporter. And they actually use quotes in this case. Okay. Quote, shouldn't you have a working requirement after we bail out your bank? Republicans seem to be more preoccupied with SNAP requirements for hungry people than protecting taxpayers that have to bail out these banks. End quote. Here's how that actually went down. Oh, my goodness. Shouldn't
5: you have a working requirement after we sell your bank with billions of your bank? Because they seem to be more preoccupied Uh, when then snap uh, and uh, requirements for works for hungry people, but not about protecting the the tax, the tax papers,
0: you know, that will bail no matter whatever does about a bank to crash it.
4: (laughs)
5: Yeah. (laughs) That's not even close close to to the word translation.
4: Right. Right, right. I mean, if you want to, if you want to say, Hey, this is a summary of what he was trying to say, I guess, but he, he puts it in quotes. The reporter's Jeff Stein actually put it in quotes. Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we bail out your bank? Republicans seem to be more preoccupied with SNAP requirements for hungry people than protecting taxpayers that have to bail out these banks. And what he actually said was, shouldn't you have some kind of working required, sir, after we sale your bank, uh, billions of your bank? Because you seem we were preoccupied uh, when uh, then SNAP uh, requirements for works for uh, hungry people, but not about pro." protecting the tax tax papers you know that will bail them out of whatever does about a bank to crash it
5: see even while you're reading it you want to correct it <laughs> because yeah. it, it doesn't sound right right i mean you just you're reading this and in your mind I, I did this this morning in your mind you're correcting it and reading it as it should have been said mm-hmm.
3: because that, that none of that makes any sense there was another part that he couldn't make out because you had the whole clip and we don't have to go Dude. through it again. But someone actually took the time to write it out. Yeah. Like you just did there. Yeah. A different part of what he was saying. Yeah. Because he it took forever for him to get to the final part of the question. But at one part, he said, that's like if you have, I mean, like, and and they also realize it is that it, 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 that now they have been in, in, Dude, I feel almost bad reading this, know, but this is what it was. Yeah. A guarantee, a guaranteed, again, by no matter what, by how. Isn't it appropriate that those, those kind of controls should be more stricter? Dude. I don't even know what, the, I, again. I don't know why they have him asking questions. I mean, it'd be one thing to say, hey, listen, we're going to let this guy continue to recover while he serves in the Senate. But to do this, you're setting him up to fail, for crying out loud. But I think, David, you had a point yesterday. They're doing it on purpose, daring people to call it out. Yeah,
4: and and, because I think when when they come at you and say, oh, you're being ableist for pointing out what you see and hear, which leads to actual serious questions about whether or not he is fit to be in the United States Senate, And to me, it's like, if it's just a matter of he can't get the words out, sometimes that does happen with stroke victims or anybody with any sort of brain damage. Everything's working in their mind, but they just can't, whatever process goes from the brain to the mouth, there's a breakdown there. They don't, they can't do it. You could totally make accommodations for that. You could totally say, we're going to do text to talk. Yep. You would do the same thing if somebody had throat cancer and could no longer speak. You wouldn't make that person get up there and try to struggle through speaking. It's terrible. All right. wanting the party to uh,
5: wheels in, Dianne Feinstein, too.
4: Oh, did you see
5: the update on her? I did.
4: Did you see it, David? Oh, where she said, I wasn't out? Yeah. Yeah.
3: She'd been out for months. I know. Mm -hmm. It's the whole thing. And the reporter is asking, well, you know, coming back into this, what do you mean? I honestly, from reading that, I don't think she understands that she was gone for as long as she, she was. She doesn't. But these reports have been out for years now. Just awful. Holy smokes. Okay. Let's get to the drunk guy that walked into uh, Jake Sullivan's house. Who's Jake Sullivan? He's what again? He is the National Security Advisor. And Okay, we are... and he's got Secret Service? Uh, he does, oh, yeah. yeah. And somebody just walks
4: in. Yeah, a drunk guy walked into his house a couple weeks ago, and we're learning about it now because the Secret Service is doing a uh, is is trying to remedy whatever went wrong here. But he, apparently, this guy was hammered, got into Jake Sullivan's house.
3: By the way, not even Good Morning America could spin this one really. Yeah, the ridiculousness. If you didn't hear that report, if you're up for it. Sure. Roll ...to that major security scare and questioned about how an intruder was able to get inside the home of
4: President Biden's national security advisor at 3 in the morning. Yeah, how'd that happen? What?
5: Picture this. It's 3 a.m. in the morning in late April, and a strange man simply walks through an unlocked door into the home of the national security advisor, one of the most important people in all of U.S. government. And the story gets worse. There's a detail of Secret Service agents outside who apparently do not see him go in. <laughs>
3: How do you not see somebody? Are you
4: uh, asleep? Well, also, you're the national security advisor, and you don't lock your doors? Exactly. That's strange. Well, I mean, you've got 24-7 security, so maybe you feel safe. <laughs> I mean, if a raccoon crosses my front porch, I get an alert on my phone.
3: Right. <laughs> ding, I'm ding, thinking about terminal. everybody I know that has different security <laughs> systems. This would be an alert. The man is confronted by Jake Sullivan and leaves within
5: minutes, but this can't happen, and the Secret Service knows it. They've <laughs> launched an investigation to see what went wrong, why all the layers of security failed, why no alarms went off, and they want to know what in the world were those <laughs> agents doing. They <laughs> apparently did not even see the man leave. I'm told security changes have already been in place. You think?
4: Alright, I something fishy what's going on you know i could be totally wrong but the way my brain works you know again something's hinky here i there is that little part of me that that believes that that was not an uninvited guest i don't know what they may have been doing i'm not going to to
3: suppose anything else but it's
4: just we're all in, thinking
3: the same thing what is that
4: it, it's incomprehensible or it's it's it just doesn't seem possible that the national security advisor doesn't lock his freaking doors. And the Secret Service doesn't notice someone going in or coming out of, right. of the house because, as the story goes, Jake Sullivan walked out and said,
3: "Hey, Secret Service, do you see that guy?" <laughs> That's unreal. Okay, you need to leave. So then he doesn't say right away, "What are you guys doing?" Uh-huh. Um, I nah, mean, there's something else going on there.
4: Maybe, maybe he got an alert and. Uh, realized his wife was coming back a little bit earlier than expected and told the guy he had to ski-daddle and then had a cover story. Jake Sullivan's married? Yeah. Somebody who works in the, uh, she works in the Justice Department. So what was she doing during all this? I don't know. Something else (laughs) is going on. Arriving back in town on a red-eye flight unexpectedly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jake has on the silk
5: robe and the hammer in his hand. (laughs)
3: With a cocktail in the <laughs> other. <laughs> Seriously, how does that happen? I don't know. Um, well, there's a lot of other stuff we got to get to. Oh, Elon Musk <laughs> talking about George Soros, saying, yeah, he hates humanity. Elon also said he reminds him of Magneto. What? Yes, we'll get to that. And Scott, you're going to have to explain this. The Dodgers are going to honor this drag group mocking Catholics? What's going on with that? Ridiculous. All coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Elon Musk cracks me up. can't help it. (laughs) Called out fellow billionaire George Soros igniting a firestorm online. A firestorm. Okay. Well, people got their feelings hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, What did he say? Said so George Soros reminds me of Magneto. It's Magneto, sir. Yeah, he's a bad guy in in what superheroes? X Men. It? It's the X Men, yeah. Yeah. It's never into the X Men. My apologies to all X Men fans everywhere for getting the name wrong. Um He said he hates humanity. And that's why he gets all these DAs elected mm-hmm. to not enforce crime. Well, there's truth to that, yes. Yeah, I think that's... Well, yes, we know that, but you're always thinking, okay, is it some other sort of ideology, Marxism, some nonsense? Elon Musk just says, no, George Soros hates humanity. That's what it's all about. So you assume they're good intentions. They're not. He wants to erode the very fabric of civilization. Soros hates humanity. <laughs> yeah, I, I would believe that. Seems to make sense to me. I don't know if you caught the uh, little interview and I forget who it was with that Musk was doing and the interviewer was saying you know a lot of this stuff you you comment on Twitter are conspiracy theories yeah and then his response to it this is pretty good Um, you know you do some tweets that seem to be or at
1: least give support to some who would call others conspiracy theories
4: well yes but I mean honestly you know
0: some of these conspiracy theories uh, have turned out to be true. <laughs> Which ones? Well, like the, the Hunter Biden laptop. That's true? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh,
4: you know, that, 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 that was a pretty big deal. There was Twitter and, 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 and others engaged in active suppression of information that was relevant to the public. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a terrible thing that happened. That's like interference.
0: Yeah.
3: Rush collusion. Yeah. Things like that that have altered the state of a country forever. Well, let's not even talk about COVID. Yeah. You're I not mean, even touching that holy yet. Holy smokes, yeah. Oh, and vaccines and everything else that went right. along with it. Sure. But this is the guy that the left is still incredibly afraid of. And it does seem that the guy is for free speech. I know he's upset a lot of people on the right with the new hire, CEO of Twitter, because she comes from Ties of the World Health Organization and also... Uh, the Davos people. I get that. Mm -hmm. But to me, uh, he's done a lot as far as Twitter. We wouldn't know a lot of the stuff that we know without Elon Musk. So to this point, I mean, I'm not saying he's my hero forever. I'm saying so far, I'm glad he's done what he's done. Doesn't seem to be because he's making more money, that's for sure. right. No, He's costing himself like tons of money. Uh, Scott, I got to ask you, what are the dodgers doing because you're a big baseball fan they're gonna honor this drag group that mocks catholics the sisters of perpetual indulgence
5: i don't know why baseball and other sports keep stepping on the rake but they do it time and time and time again no
4: no, they're not stepping on the rake they actively hate you (laughs) see (laughs) i've I've made this case for years now they i know this (laughs) is seriously it's one of the reasons why and it's like i'm not you know calling for a boycott or whatever but every time i like baseball I've spent a lot of money going to Houston Astros games. And I I can't watch Major League Baseball anymore. It pisses me off now. Every time I turn it on, I think about them caving to the left when it came to the All-Star game in Atlanta because of this lie that Georgia had done the uh, Jim Crow 2.0 voting law. And that's, that's the moment where I realized Major League Baseball hates me. This is a
5: group of people, right, that, the drag that dress like nuns is that it? Yeah. Yes, they're called an
3: anti-Catholic hate group, exists to desecrate and degrade the Catholic faith. This is mm-hmm. the time, you really miss Vin Scully. <laughs>
5: well, a beautiful day for Dodger baseball. seems <laughs> like a group of bearded nuns are on the field right now. <laughs> that that hmm, sister that is a mister. <laughs> well, what do you know about
3: that, huh? Well, hmm. on Easter this year, the group put on a Jesus and Mary themed striptease. Yeah, uh, writhing upside down on a large wooden cross was part of it.
4: I'm gonna be a drag queen and I'm gonna go as Muhammad. Oh, see,
3: buddy! See how that works. Woo, that's a hot one. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. Okay, biggest story of the day, if there's one. Uh, uh, <laughs> ISIS just put out a jihad on
5: me. I to say
4: that's Van. I'm Camp.
3: serious, though.
4: If somebody oh, think did the that, media
3: reaction to that. If
4: it was like, okay, th- oh. this drag queen's going to go out there and be sexy Prophet Muhammad in a G-string and he's going to oh, perform buddy. in front of children. You yeah. would get so much crap, and justifiably so. I'm not saying that that would be a great thing. But yep. you you would become public enemy number one from liberal media. But if you do it to the Catholics, well, that's fine.
3: Yeah, I don't think that the san francisco giants or the anaheim angels <laughs> or the los angeles dodgers would be doing the special night for those folks no they wouldn't because they don't want their stadiums to blow up <laughs> news update on san francisco you gotta hear that the monthly van camp and robin show i'm jamie marchley the millennial david van camp the sexy boomer scott robbins Okay, uh, we have another town calling a violent criminal a pillar of the community.
4: Yeah, uh, there was a situation. We talked about it last week because a bunch of lunatics went to the uh, board of supervisors meeting in San Francisco, and remember that one lady just like started screeching, just literally started ye- screaming. Yes, I... uh, this
5: is what happens to trans genocide. Blah, 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 blah.
4: Yes, uh, the person was caught shoplifting at a Walgreens. The security guard kicked that person out. Well, that person returned, stole stuff, and then tried to leave. There was a fight. The criminal wound up getting up and walking out the door, but then turned back to face the security guard after apparently saying, hey, I got a knife. So the security guard at the Walgreens pulls out his piece and shoots him once. Mm -hmm. Uh, That person's name was Banco Brown. She identified as a man. And this uh, this is, according to the left, evidence of transgenocide. But the prosecutor in San Francisco isn't charging the security guard because she says, Brooke Jenkins says, uh, this was, you could make a pretty good case that it was self-defense.
3: Yeah. We saw the video.
4: Yeah. Uh, but listen to how CBS News framed it this morning.
1: Okay. Brown, who is transgender, was known for helping black transgender youth and had been struggling with homelessness in the weeks before his death. Capes
0: are just telling us everything we know, that Branco was murdered because of his crime of being hungry.
4: <laughs> no. Here we go. That's not what happened. Here we go. There was a shoplifting involved. There was a scuffle involved. Yep. And then, I mean, it'd be one thing if the security guard shot the person in the back. As they were running away from the store. right? That would be a different situation, I think. But when you say you have a knife and you're standing a few feet, just a, a few, I mean, what, like, she was basically on one side of the door, he was on the other. The security guard was on the other. Like, not, like, three feet, four feet, maybe? Sounds right. And this is after the criminal spit on the security yeah. guard. Yeah. So then you turn back around and you've indicated that you have a knife. Uh Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get shot if that person has a gun and knows how to use it. Okay.
3: And correct me if I'm wrong. They were both black, correct? Yeah. Okay, so that takes away one angle from media. Mm-hmm. But still, this is somehow this person was targeted because they're trans and hungry.
4: The crime was being hungry. No, the crime okay. was stealing. And then
3: yes. being violent. Right. And then there's protests and everything yeah. else. Yeah. And the, the truth is, most people in America, where they don't want to see anyone die, is not going to be bothered by this story mm-hmm. in the least. Just not. It is the, you know, say, mess around, find out. Yep. Say you got a knife and you're threatening and you're used to doing that. Well, you're not going to threaten anybody anymore. And again, nobody wanted to see him die, but. No. Okay. And he's probably a John Legend impersonator. entertain so many yeah okay there is a story about something that happened at a school with a book again what is this story
4: yeah this is in hayworth illinois okay small town uh and this teacher sarah bonner i just want to read from you and then i'll explain why this is so outrageous but this is how nbc news framed this Sarah Bonner has been an (laughs) Illinois middle school teacher for 20 years, and she has always tried to offer her students a diverse collection of books. This year, a parent called the police over her book choice. It started on Monday, March 13th, my birthday, 2023,
0: Hmm.
4: when she held what she calls a book tasting for students. I wanted to give them a smattering of fiction and nonfiction to choose from on a day that we call Reading Monday. Said the teacher, we just read and celebrate books. One of these books was Juno Dawson's This Book is Gay. It's a best-selling nonfiction book that's billed by its publisher as an entertaining and informative instruction manual for anyone coming out as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or trans.
3: Okay, sorry to interrupt. What grade is this
4: again? This is middle school. Middle school, okay. Yeah. Uh, And then apparently a couple days later, uh, she got noticed that uh, parents had gotten a hold of pictures from a book that their child had taken in class. And by Friday, uh, she was told that parents had filed a police report against me for child endangerment. Uh, And then she wound up quitting. She resigned in protest and whatnot. Now, the way that NBC News and others have framed it is, see, this is just this right-wing censorship. This is this thing. Okay, let's, let's go through some of the things in the book called This Book is Gay. Okay. And keep in mind, you're talking about middle school students. And there are terms in this book, in the glossary section, I can't say on the radio. It includes... (laughs) how is it okay for a middle school kid? Right. It includes, I'll just try to church this up a little bit, uh, a a detailed explanation and how-to of pee-pee play. Of how to whiz on your partner. And have it be fun for both of you. It includes uh, things involving fecal matter. What? In the bedroom. Uh, it includes uh, all a guide of all the kinds of sex you can have, how to do it. Uh, and let's see. Uh, the book is listed at ages 14 to 17. <laughs> and it also <laughs> talks about going to bathhouses. That is not okay for middle schoolers to no, be not. to be given at school. If a okay,
3: g- <laughs> you're talking about some sick stuff in there, right? Yeah, and you've heard this before. That's part of grooming because you're desensitizing kids to sex, which opens the doors for groomers. That's that's part of how you get a kid, and especially kids that oftentimes come from poor families that aren't accepted by other people and you're opening different doors with these kids to desensitize them to these things of a place where they will be very much accepted for older people to take advantage of them that's one of the signs of grooming yes it is especially in middle school so the fact that this teacher quit is fantastic because she shouldn't be around kids
4: no that's grooming i just want to read one more portion of this book again Uh, that this poor teacher had to, had the police call because she was handing it out to students. Good. Biological differences, according to this book. Okay. Gay men and straight women have equally proportioned brain hemispheres. Gay women and straight men have slightly larger right hemispheres. I, okay. Uh, gay men have slightly longer and thicker winkies. Excellent. The amygdala of gay what? men is more responsive to porn than those of straight men. So we have bigger bleeps and we're. Uh, I don't think I could say that word. Uh, and we are more. Mm, we want to pursue that activity more. Got I'll it. Say that. Mm. All right, uh, and then thing- I know you were
3: looking for help there from Robin's ride, but I you was. were out there on that island, <laughs> and we were kind of enjoying just seeing you like like paddling fast. I had a lifeline, but I water. was
4: too entertained by what was going on. Holy and then it, it wraps it up the the biological differences. Finger length ratios may vary between lesbians and straight women. Get combing the streets with a finger ruler, ladies. That's for middle school kids. Are you freaking nuts?
3: <sighs> yeah.
5: Wow. And by the way, this is a small rural town. This isn't like some major metropolitan city somewhere, you know?
3: Okay, well, totally, I was going to say switch gears. It's not totally switching gears. It's just a completely different story. Riley Gaines, you know, the swimmer from Kentucky that she's been very vocal about protecting women's spaces, including in competitions. She had to swim against the artist now known as Leah Thomas, Mm -hmm. the biological dude we all know was the UPenn swimmer. So she testifies before Congress. And part of this, honestly, and I've heard her speak many different times, was something that I'm not sure I knew before or remember this part. Listen to what she said about this whole atmosphere With Leah Thomas at the Nationals.
7: A six foot four. He's actually taller than six foot one. A six foot four male walks in, disrobes, and is fully intact with male genitalia while we're simultaneously undressing as 18 to 22 year old girls and we could do nothing about it. I actually immediately left the locker room and I went up to one of the officials on the pool deck and I said, how is this allowed to happen? Uh, You know, I understand the guidelines for the competition, but what are the guidelines in, in regards to the locker room? And he looks at me and word for word says, oh, we actually got around this by making the locker rooms unisex, so it's not a big deal.
3: Time out. <laughs> had you heard that before? No. I had not heard I've that I've never before. heard of unisex no, locker rooms. When did this happen? Okay, if you remember when we were talking about this as it was happening, with the swimming, how crazy it was how we were living in a society that just allowed it to happen. Yeah. And for most sane people, you're still in that same place. How, how is that even possible? This has to stop. Then you get to the unisex bathroom. Yeah. I, I... And she goes on from there.
7: And I thought about that in unisex. So this meant that any man could have walked into our locker room, not just a self-identifying female. Yeah. Any man, any coach, any parent, any official, any man who wanted to would have had full access to. And bare minimum, we weren't forewarned. And actually, Leah Thomas' teammates who dealt with this every single day All year.
3: Yeah. And we had heard different stories about them going to their administrators that basically said deal with it. I think she talks about that.
7: When they expressed their discomfort to their administration and they sent an email, um, and I swear I have a screenshot of their response, their administration responded back with, If you feel uncomfortable seeing male genitalia, here's some counseling resources that you should seek.
3: Oh, God. What? That is insane. come on. And what does the left do, along with left media? Just hateful people. Leah Thomas just wants to be who she really is. No. That insanity, get her some help, whatever it is. Not every woman needs to say, well, we got to be okay with guys just being in the locker room now. No. That's absolute nonsense. (laughs) I can't believe we're in this time and space sometimes. It's just crazy. Meanwhile, the same people that say, hey, deal with it, women. So what if she has a penis? All right. <laughs> we need to boycott Dolly Parton because she did a duet with Kid Rock. Did you see okay. that? Are you kidding
4: me? Okay, no. There, there's a second rule. One, The first rule is leave the kids alone. The second is get Dolly Parton's name out of your mouth. Okay. <laughs> yeah, cause David's going to
3: get irritated now. Yes, you've heard for a long time Dolly Parton has this rock album coming out. She's yeah. got all these duets. One was with Kid Rock. Well, the people on the left hear that, Oh, we need to boycott Dolly Parton. No. Oh, God. She makes it seem like everything he says that she's all about.
4: What? Yeah, I saw the advocate had written something saying something to the effect of he's uh he's not even really a rock star. Like he's what he, I don't, he's pretty much a rock star, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry that hurts your feelings. But the criteria is because he's not in the uh rock and roll hall of fame and it's like well boston's not in the rock and roll hall of fame so
3: well okay uh most people would say motley Crue, they're rock stars yeah not saying they're accomplished musicians they're rock stars they're not in the rock and roll hall of fame kid rock is a rock star idiots man (laughs) but no you the left is very particular we are going to say who you can and can't do do us with you don't get to choose that anymore Mm -hmm. and if you want to be in our club dolly you're gonna have to get rid of kid rock Kid Rock, I don't think has been quoted yet, but I can't wait till it comes yeah. out because you know he does not give a hillbilly bleep about any of that. Okay. Well, there's still a lot that we need to get to. Public schools might ban chocolate milk. uh Oh, <laughs> that in the news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. There's a report six on the terror watch list nabbed at the border. Which begs the question: How many got through? That's a good question. You won't know until something crazy happens. I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're on the terror watch list. You make it through, get to I don't know some town in Nebraska, and say, "Hey, just so you know, I was on the terror watch list, but I've changed (laughs) my ways." Right. Well, I'm just here for a better life. Three more, you got a softball team. I think they play with ten, Scott. You got to have the extra outfielder. Okay, well, we but unless you that. got somebody that's really aggressive in center. Well, they are terrorists, you
0: know. Yeah, got that.
3: Uh, public schools might ban chocolate milk. Don't know if you saw that. Why? Well, extra calories, you know. <laughs> that was according to the Wall Street Journal. Are we going to make this into
5: a race thing? I'm waiting.
3: Okay, I'll just read from the story. Okay. Okay. They they've thought of removing chocolate milk from public school cafeterias. Along with all other flavored milks. Why? Because they have more sugar. Mm. People in favor of ban say it could keep kids healthy. Keep kids healthy? No. Well. Well no. Yeah. It might take off some calories a day, but it's not going to keep kids healthy or even help them be healthy, to be honest. No, probably not. Lower rates of childhood diabetes. Maybe. People against it say chocolate milk is still a net benefit because of all the calcium, potassium, and vitamin D. And if their only option is regular milk, kids might not drink it at all. That's ah. that's it. Yeah, they're going to
5: bring Mountain Dew with them. <laughs> <laughs> you think you bring it in? Yeah, just start packing <laughs> their lunch. Third yeah. grader's going to bring
3: the Dew in? Yeah. <laughs> the 20-ouncer? Yeah. Eat a butter jelly sandwich and a Mountain Dew. Says high schools would still be allowed to have it, just elementary and middle schools. So, no, oh. I don't know, man. Oh, uh, easiest way to get people to drink more of it is to ban
4: it. You know, we always had a, had trouble drinking milk in elementary school because we didn't have the cartons; we had the bags, just <laughs> bags of milk. <laughs>
3: You're joking, right? now. I'm not joking. He's not joking. Hold on a second. I've seen the bags. No, they're bags. New to the show. Every time we go, some sort of childhood memory, and it might be something really pleasant. David's going to bring the entire, (laughs) the entire group down with tales of his childhood. And now we've got milk and bags. (laughs) I am not familiar with milk and bags. It's milk and bags. (laughs) It's little plastic bags
4: that are. It's like kind of the weight of a bean bag, you know, that kind of shape. Okay. That's filled with milk. And the the thing is, side of it, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I guess it's to save on materials or something. I, I assume it's it's easier to ship more of it at one time.
3: Oh, like the little Sunny drinks, those yeah.
4: things. They're like no, but they're but it's more like a Ziploc bag than yeah. that. They don't stand up; they just <laughs> flat down. They it literally yeah. is like a milk bean bag <laughs> that they hand out to little kids. <laughs> and the thing is, you have the pokey straw thing. Yeah, and I don't well, know how that's many times kids yeah. they mess it up all you the time. You try to stab it through, and damn it, the milk <laughs> yes, going all over. Never yeah. took off at the general public, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> come and get
5: your bag your of bag milk, of kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's
3: so freaking sad. <laughs> this Drop it is in the Halloween bag. The <laughs> Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Mancamp, Scott Robbins. Okay, it's like a daily update of guns, guns, guns. (laughs) Well, there's
4: been a lot of court cases going around. Uh, Today, the news is the Supreme Court has decided to let the current lawsuit regarding Illinois' gun grab make its way through the system instead of temporarily blocking it. I I know some people are mad about this, but uh, I... I don't buy it right now. I think the court is waiting for the right case so they can have the full argument and then they can issue, uh, I do believe, based on their track record so far, that there will be an extremely strong defense of the Second Amendment coming. It just takes time, unfortunately, so they just got to sit tight and, and be patient. I, th- I think this whole thing is gonna um, is going to be a huge win
3: moving forward. I think that just put a lot of people at ease. Yeah. Honestly.
4: Well, I do you look at lower court rulings today, New Jersey just got just got hammered for their gun control laws and I mean the second amendment advocates in lower courts have been racking up the wins. Uh and this comes as liberals are now trying to push more and more extreme gun control laws. Uh but look, again, just be patient. This will work its way through. I do believe that second amendment
3: advocates will get what they want in the end okay i want to ask you this statement before we go on and get to this clip from this nut yeah um you and i have talked about guns for years now and i think scott sometimes you can glaze over when we're talking deep into guns yeah well I, yeah
5: i mean i'm i'm a proponent of ownership yes i don't personally own one though no you guys do
3: but as far as the people most against guns and want gun control. I saw this whole group. It was like, uh, mom's demand something. Okay. I'm just asking the question that's not to be mean or anything else other than to say, do you think most people that are against it understand it to a level of why people want to own guns and what the real problem is? no i don't
4: and and i don't even think they know what current laws are and what they mean and what effect they have
3: i think it is astonishing to me when you have media so invested in the topic of guns Mm -hmm. how many that cover the story really don't know what they're talking about yeah it's it's really really clear uh
4: yeah whenever this gets covered but uh, so recently, a federal judge ruled that a ban on selling handguns to those under 21 is unconstitutional. And that's a result of the Supreme Court's Bruin ruling that overturned New York's uh, May issue uh, concealed carry permit law. Right. Uh, and so I think, you know, again, there is positive movement here. Um, Democrats are panicking about this, which is why they're back to the whole expand the Supreme Court thing. There's a big protest today we need to add more justices rig the game that's what they want to do uh senator chris murphy tells nbc news that the supreme court will be illegitimate if it supports constitutional rights this guy okay well listen if the supreme court eventually says Mm -hmm. that states or the congress
2: can't pass universal background checks or Mm -hmm. can't take these assault weapons off the streets i think there's going to be a popular revolt over that policy a court that's already pretty illegitimate is going to be in full crisis mode well,
3: okay, hold on a second. Universal background checks? You're still going to that? Yeah. Can you explain that to me,
4: David? Whenever they talk about this, you'll hear the term gun show loophole. There is no yes. such thing as the gun show loophole. That's not a thing that exists. That That's just a catchphrase. Uh, what what they're referring to is a private sale provision where if I were to say, if, assuming, you know, if, if, if my neighbor says, hey, I really like that rifle that you have, what if I gave you... You know, six hundred bucks for it or whatever. Well, I would say, mm-hmm. well, you got to go up a little bit higher than that. But okay, I'd be able to sell it to them cash because I'm my main business is not selling firearms. Um, I'd be able to do that without going to a gun shop, without going to a licensed retailer of firearms, without a background check. And so, people are under this impression that I mean, whole swaths of people are going to uh, gun shows and able to buy. Uh, firearms without going through a background check that is false you can theoretically if somebody is there and you want to trade with them yeah but uh, most people when they're buying a firearm at a gun show they buy it from what's called an ffl this is somebody who has a federal license to sell Mm -hmm. a firearm which does require a background check so the whole idea of universal background checks
3: is really trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist so then tell me this, and I, I i don't know as far as the different groups that go out and protest. If you say, how about this? Let's start here. Because so many gun deaths are from people that don't legally own the firearms. If you are caught with a gun illegally, it's an automatic prison sentence. Yeah. I would say five. But let's start with three years. Why are, why are all these people against that?
4: Yeah, well, I mean... Uh... That's a good question. I mean, even in the state of Texas, where they have this evil constitutional carry, where uh, but if you go to like liquor stores or corner stores or something like that, they'll have a sign up there that says, "If you are unlicensed, you face up to whatever it is, like a hundred thousand dollar fine and ten years in prison, if you have." And that's not mm-hmm. to say, like, oh, if you don't have a concealed carry, your your uh, LTC in Texas. Somebody's going to, like, grab your gun and say, you're going to prison for 10 years. Really, it's to add on top of charges if somebody were to rob that liquor store.
3: Okay. There's just so much of it Mm -hmm. that it's just for political play and not so much to, quote, save lives. And it goes on and on and on. Um, I don't know if you heard the story. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Elon Musk, uh, according to The Washington Post, attacked just nice old guy George Soros. And that is proof that Elon Musk is a neo-Nazi. <laughs> Just so right? you know. Yes. Oh, man. When Elon Musk said, hey, this guy, he he's against civilization, hates humanity. That's why he wants to get all these DAs elected that won't enforce the law. Then it's mass hysteria. People hate each other. People are dying all over. And to to hear Elon Musk say that, is proof that he is a neo-Nazi.
0: Okay. All right.
3: Isn't that interesting with George Soros? Anytime he's criticized, it's media that comes out with, people are anti-Semitic! Yeah. No one cares anything about George Soros other than the fact that he funds all of this crap that's terrible for the country. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's pretty
4: much it, yeah. It's infuriating.
3: Okay. Moving on to the airlines, you're saying it could be a rough summer. I just saw a report the other day. You're going to see more flights this never, summer than been, ever yeah. since 2019. Yeah. Oh,
4: yeah. A lot of people are going to try to fly, but they're trying to manage the schedule right now because of that uh, the pilot shortage. And there was another angle to this. Uh, a lot of problems, of course, recently with airlines and Southwest Airlines in particular has had a rough go of it with the massive cancellations uh, over the winter, last month's double, double firewall issue that grounded flights. Remember that caper? Mm-hmm. There's another issue on the horizon, not just for Southwest. Uh, there's a pilot shortage driven by people aging out and leaving work because of the COVID vaccine mandate. The, the unions involved don't want to ever talk about that, but that, I mean, you, you talk to people and that actually is something that has driven people to an early retirement. Um, so already major carriers are cutting the summer schedule well southwest in an earnings call this week said uh, we're hiring a ton of new pilots and trying to get them ready to fly as soon as they can but they've uh, run into another problem they don't have enough planes because boeing has been delayed on filling orders because of supply chain snarls caused by the pandemic lockdowns so uh, Dave Williams, the host of the morning show on KLIF in Dallas, I was talking to him about it this morning, and he put it very succinctly and well. Uh, so what we're looking at here is inexperienced pilots flying old planes. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. Gosh dang
3: it. <laughs> you know you know who talked about this a couple of months ago? I know. Tucker Carlson. Before yeah. uh, Yes, I, re- I recall. <laughs> so he, yeah. he actually said people are going to die. <laughs> Got a guy who spent
5: three months on a simulator, going up flying some plane that was built thirty years ago. <laughs> God
3: dang! How you feeling? Feeling great. What's the problem? Deal. You know what? Want to just recognize somebody that did something to me that was amazing. Kevin Bittenbender. Probably haven't heard of him before. Okay, he's an army vet. Had his leg amputated. Ran a marathon 444 days later. Wow. Okay, I didn't mean to make you feel like garbage, Scott. I can see no, it in your but eyes. I, geez, you do. You feel like a load after hearing this. <laughs> I know.
4: I'm just over here, like checking in on my tactical love handles right
3: now.
1: <laughs> Golly,
3: man. The cool thing about this to me, too, his surgeon also trained for it and ran the whole thing. With oh, him. that's awesome. I love little stories like that. Pretty cool. Yeah. There's a lot of good people out there. Sometimes you forget that. Um, One other little piece of good news. I think good news for you, Scott, depending. Did you hear about the new version of The Bachelor? Because I know you've watched The Bachelor many times. I have. Okay. I think it's this thing. Sometimes you, your kiddies... Enjoy okay. watching right, you it know, together. I, I, that's fine. You've drawn enough pictures, okay? No, you watch The Bachelor, and you say yeah. the cats watch TV with you. You've said that before. Occasionally,
5: my cats will, yes. Okay. And we you leave get it the it essential there. oils can we, can leave it there, and you watch see, it.
3: We can't leave it there. We have to continue on. Okay, go ahead. This fall, there's going to be the Golden Bachelor. I think it's destiny, Scott. The Golden Bachelor? It's the Bachelor for Senior Citizens. Oh, come on. That's, that's incredible. incredible. yes. Listen to this. The women arriving at the mansion have a lifetime of experience living through love, loss, and laughter, hoping for a spark that ignites a future full of endless possibilities. Wait. if I, I'll tell you, if I wasn't happily married with
4: two kids, I'd be begging to be the bachelor on that show. You're not old enough. Uh well, yeah. I can I can put on. We got dudes lie on, lie on his form. We got <laughs> dudes who say they're
3: women. I'm going to identify as an octogenarian, okay? <laughs> Scott, one hopeless romantic is given a second chance at love in the search for a partner whom to share the sunset years of life. Yeah. It's right there for not. you, bro. Just so think about I'm it. Not interested. Okay. All right. Not interested. If n- nothing else, I know this fall what you'll be doing with the kitties and the blankies and the essential oils. You'll be watching the senior bachelor. Tell me you're not looking forward to it a little bit. See, you you know, can't say
5: after it. I go out and slam a few tequilas, you <laughs> know.
3: Ron DeSantis in the news. This thing with Trump is coming soon. Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I have an update
4: to an update here. Uh, okay. So we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, uh, but a reporter with the Washington Post, Jeff Stein, quoted John Fetterman during the hearing yesterday with the Silicon Valley Bank CEO, mm-hmm. uh, It completely misrepresented what what uh, John Fetterman said, because in the transcript version, it was actually uh, coherent. What what Jeff Stein, the reporter, wrote was, uh, "Shouldn't you? Uh, this is according. Uh, this is quoted, attributed to John Fetterman. Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we bail out your bank? Republicans seem more uh, preoccupied with SNAP requirements for hungry people than protecting taxpayers that have to bail out these banks." And what actually was said was quite different than that.
3: Yes.
5: Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sell your bank your, with billions of your bank? Because they seem more pre- preoccupied uh, when than SNAP. Uh, And uh, requirements for works for hungry people, but not about protecting the the tax the tax papers, you know, that will bail no matter whatever does about a bank to crash it.
4: Yeah. So that's not a sentence at all. No. Jeff Stein, the reporter, just deleted that uh, that quote and then put up an apology saying yesterday I tweeted this quote provided to me by the senator's office without checking it against the video. That was my fault, though it captured his meaning. I deleted the tweet since some of the words in the quote were inaccurate. Some? Some. Oh, all of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so you just you copy and paste communications from a senator's office instead of actually why, why are you reporting at all? Oh, man? my goodness. I can read press releases on my own. I don't need a reporter for that.
3: AI won't take our jobs.
0: Right. <laughs> right. That's unreal, man. Oh my goodness. No one not to not <laughs> the history books will note it. Yeah, we're weird. This dealing is why they lost
5: their jobs. Good. Not to nah. Not to nah.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh mentioned this earlier. Governor Ron DeSantis, Florida, is deploying the Florida National Guard state troopers and additional assets to Texas to help secure the southern border. It's a bold move. Yeah. Some would say that's calculated. That's just because he's going to announce he's running for president. That's what that's about. I don't care. So what? Big deal. Yeah, for people that that want to secure the border, is that the right thing to do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The statement from DeSantis was, the impacts of Biden's border crisis are felt by communities across the nation and the federal government's... uh, Abdica- abdica- now I've just Bidened it. Abdication nice. of duty undermines the sovereignty of our country and the rule of law. So it seems like it's smart politically, and you really can't argue with it if you want to secure the border. That after I also read this other piece talking about the great underestimation of DeSantis. Because you do see on a lot of networks or a lot of different pundits saying basically the race is over. Trump's gonna be the yeah. nominee. Yeah. Blah blah. He hasn't announced yet. He's not even announced that he's running. Yeah. Well he's There's done a lot that can everything. Yeah. I mean you don't go to Iowa for your health. Well, you know, he's going to run. Yeah, he's good. But my going point is yeah. and we just talked about this off bear, but we've talked about it hundreds of times. Think about 2016. It was Jeb. Yeah, Jeb. It was going to be Jeb. Yeah. And then Trump came in, and you can say Trump is a a once-in-a-lifetime, quote, politician. And I—yeah, absolutely. There's no one ever like Trump. But that doesn't mean that there are a whole lot of people in the country— that are not that familiar with DeSantis. I mean, if you're following news every day, of course you know who he is. Yeah. There are a lot of Republican voters that don't watch the news that much, don't follow it, or
5: don't know who he is. Do you remember the Jeb campaign signs with the exclamation point? Jeb! There?
0: Jeb!
4: Yeah, Jeb! that was part Jeb! of the pivot. That was part yeah. of him trying to rebrand right. his image with right. when some genius <laughs> came in and just put the exclamation point
3: on there. Yes, who went on to work for Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> And Trump may end up being the nominee. Yeah, uh, yeah. He might. But I, oh, I think there's going to be a whole lot of twists and turns before we get there. Oh, I think so. This we'll is making some up sort of
5: proclamation now is ridiculous. I totally agree. I
3: yeah. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin show. All right, David. Biggest story of the day. Biggest story of the
4: day. I, I really, I think this one. It's kind of hard to uh, uh, immediately get invested in. Politics in a city in which I don't live, and most of us don't live. But what happened in Philadelphia in this mayoral race? I think you can extrapolate some uh, sense of what is actually happening out there in the country, because uh, not not completely, not totally.
3: I want to go down this road with you, David, but I'm also thinking about Chicago.
4: Well, right. Different animal, different city. Yes. But I just think it's very interesting what happened in
3: Philadelphia's mayoral race. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to have law and order. I think everybody wants law and order. That and much more coming up.
0: Let's go. go.
3: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, before the Scott Robbins trifecta, news update, David Van Camp. I, I want to start with yours. I think you said you had one. Well, it's not ready yet. Okay, I'll, I'll the go The audio, with... it's, it's fresh. It's still calculating. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm.
4: I, I've, I've got some audio here of uh, one of the worst people in America, Randy Weingarten, head of the American uh, Federation of Teachers, big teachers union, yeah. uh, that really led the fight in keeping kids out of school all over the place. Uh, and then
3: tries to change history. Saying, yeah. Oh, I wanted
4: him in school. And uh, was giving a speech in favor of Joe Biden investing in America. And this is probably the most off-kilter pro-communism speech I've ever heard. Really? Because you kind of have to... <laughs> you got to listen to this, all right? I'll okay. just leave it at that.
1: What's happened is that we have been so siloed for so long. and And, and what's happening now is that we're being, you know, we're vitiating... Those silos. We're, we're taking them down. We're actually being together in this big, big field of dreams of, of, of a new economy and a vision, you know, and all sorts of, whether you call it chips or the Inflation Reduction Act, but all sorts of things that are out there that says to employers, that says to communities, that says about climate and the new things that could happen and be made in america that that there is to build it we need to also build and invest in the young people
5: <laughs> did kamala harris write that <laughs> <laughs> what
4: what are, in are, the hell was that all why, about why i say it was a uh, defense of communism is because what she's talking about actually is central planning is is this idea that we can knock down individual silos as she put it Mm -hmm. and have basically one set of rulers in this country and one
3: holistic approach to building a more equal and equitable economy Well, honestly isn't that what obama just said yesterday yeah good old days when it was three networks and we could control the message yeah and all this independent journalism out there terrible for us yeah think about how much we wouldn't know if not for independent journalists right holy cow speaking of Kamala there was a clip of Kamala that we just didn't have time to get to today we were talking yesterday that made no sense.
0: Oh,
5: yeah.
3: Gender ideology. Have you heard this, David? I have not heard this. David. Oh, oh we got to whip this out then. Right. Heck yeah, roll it, baby. She's preaching.
1: And most recently, they even want to eliminate classes that teach, quote, gender ideology. Well, so what are we talking about here? Classes that teach women's history? Women's equality? The study of the fact that there are still only 25 women in the United States Senate in a body of 100? What is she talking about? <laughs>
4: I have no huh? idea what that was. I... Well, they you know, people call it gender ideology because you people pitched a fit when we called it grooming. Yes. You know exactly what people are talking about. He's not talking about women's history. Of course not. No, it's not. It's talking about convincing elementary school kids to chop off their weans, man. That
3: Everybody knows. <laughs> That's what. Although, you know what? The dopes that are in that audience yeah. may not. And say, yes, they're trying to erase women. Handmaids, tale. No, the left is erasing women. I know. It's crazy. Uh, one other story, real quick. Who is the failed socialist candidate that told protesters to block the news camera?
4: Well, yeah, Philadelphia Democrats have voted for a pro-police and -and pro-stop-and-frisk mayoral candidate beating out the socialist named Helen Gimm, who had been backed Mm -hmm. by Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So that's the good news, is that even though I I think with the—who will likely be the next mayor of Philadelphia— Uh, I probably don't agree with her on 90% of issues. But if she's talking about adding 300 cops and she's talking about letting those cops do their jobs, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing for the city of Philadelphia. Got to have law and order. Yeah. Uh, Now, according to a local CBS reporter, this happened. Uh, He called it one of the most unusual moves I've seen in covering election evenings for 20-plus years. Uh, So reporters and cameras moved to the entrance of this ballroom to record the socialist entering, the one who lost, her campaign encouraged supporters to exit the, the room and block cameras and reporters. Yeah, you got to block the media, okay? The unnecessary tension, he writes, was only exacerbated when some people in the room continued to block the cameras while shouting, This is what democracy looks like.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so great, man. Wrong song, man. <laughs>
3: Oh, that is so good, dude. All right, yeah, that, the Biden audio, uh, we'll get to in a bit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, it, hang on. It, it's not the greatest ever, but, man, he... Yeah. To say he doesn't need a cognitive test? Mm, right. Give me a break on that. we got to get to the trifecta. Are you ready? shoe. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I
2: hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show.
3: Every day this time, Scott Robbins trifecta. Help
5: any back. Oh, yeah. I'm Casey. Well, hey there, buddy. <laughs> How have you been? Good. Get a vacation on this show? What's the deal? <laughs> yes.
4: Okay. I'm ready. Man. Three. Uh, number three, you're telling me Bud Light is going to be n- launching a new bottle?
5: Yeah, Anheuser-Busch will uh, be temporarily redesigning their Bud Light and Budweiser aluminum bottles with camouflage print. (laughs) You you cannot make that up. You cannot make that up. (laughs) (laughs) To boost the sales after their promotion with the transgender influencer tanked the brand, the company has set to launch a line of camouflage aluminum bottles that promote the Folds of Honor program which provides educational scholarships for families of fallen and disabled American military. It's an aluminum bottle. One source familiar with the plan said, "I believe it's the only package that will be transitioning, but I'm not 100% sure."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, is this like a Memorial Day kind of thing or I don't know. But they're going to do it, and they're going to
5: uh, hopefully what they're doing is they don't want to admit they made a mistake. So they're sort of if just you do that, dude, you lose all the ESG points. Yeah, you're just you're just moving ahead like it never
3: happened, right? Like this was all part of the plan. Dude, it was just a few weeks ago they did the patriotic ad, yeah. Budweiser, that was massive backlash. Yeah. Like, okay. Camouflage cans. Yep, there you
4: go. All
3: right. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott Robbins the top three of the day,
4: up to number two. Number two, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle say they were involved in like a two-hour-long car chase. That's what they say. They said it was a
5: near-catastrophic car chase involving paparazzi. That's according to the couple's spokesperson. The alleged car chase took place Tuesday evening after Harry and Markle attended the Women of Vision Awards in New York where <laughs> Meghan Markle sorry, dude. was given the 2023 Woman of Vision Award by Gloria Steinem. <laughs> there were numerous photographers <laughs> Dude, this there. is
3: like out of South Park. Yeah, we, it, it, it is,
5: because I, I don't know what her vision is, but apparently it's enough to get an award for.
4: I just rolled my eyes so hard my forehead hurts.
5: <laughs> Here's what New York Mayor Eric Adams had to say. He said two of our officers could have been injured. You shouldn't be speeding anywhere, but this is densely populated. I would find it very hard to believe, however, that there was a two-hour speed chase. But I guess we'll find out the duration later. People said there's no way you're on a high-speed chase in New York City for two hours.
3: Yeah. She's lied about many things. We know this. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I know, we got to get to the next one. There's so many questions with that. Uh, I, it's so know, much I know, I know, but it's,
5: it's, it's, it's another headline grabber, though, you know.
3: Of course. Now,
5: on with the countdown.
3: Scott Robbins the top three of the day, and up to number one. Uh, Fox News has uh, changed
4: their primetime lineup. I saw something about this. Matt Drudge, I think, had yeah, to speak uh, on Yeah,
5: epic Times. Uh, Washington correspondent there. Ja- Jackson Richmond, a Fox spos- spokesperson, apparently has indicated that the decision is not final yet, but... What they appear to be doing is they're going to move Hannity into the Tucker slot and Jesse Waters and Greg gutfield will move to prime time okay now what happens to the other people uh, that did hold those positions uh, I don't know so they move Gutfeld up an hour according to judge say Fox News will move Sean Hannity to so at seven o'clock Central eight Eastern to replace Tucker. That'll be followed by Jesse Waters and Gutfield. No word, by the way, on where this leaves Laura Ingram or Trace Gallagher, but this is all according to the Drudge Report. Fox News is preparing to announce their ambitious news schedule.
3: Wow. You know, you get into the weeds of that whole thing. What really went down with Tucker Carlson? And as far as I can tell from hearing, I don't know how many different reports. If I had to bet on one, it does seem because he was sort of independent and out on his own island and was not able to be controlled, that was certainly part of it. The more you're hearing about the history of Rupert Murdoch and even how Roger Ailes, before he died, ran the network. that Did you hear about Roger Ailes' widow came out and spoke about this? Mm-mm. Have you heard anything about this? No. It's kind of wild. That widow said... Now everyone's finding out that Rupert Murdoch, and I'm paraphrasing, was jealous of Roger Hales because he was the one that really understood the audience because he grew up in Ohio <laughs> and he understood just American people and Murdoch never got it. And he always has to be the one that's looked at. It was really interesting because she tweeted something out and then a reporter got a hold of her. She talked to him for like a half an hour. She was a bit, it seemed bitter. But the whole thing does seem like Fox wanted control and Tucker was not able to be controlled.
5: What is your take on the whole, and I keep hearing this too, was part of the Dominion settlement? I mean, this story seems to have got legs again all
3: of a sudden. The
5: part uh, of the Dominion settlement was, is this much money and you got to
3: fire Tucker? I don't know about that. I don't know if I buy it. I've heard it. Just not sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Either, and then you but, wonder, okay, are we? I think we'll know at some point what the real deal was, but I, I think you'll have Tucker's take on it. I don't Tucker know was the, the only one that
5: really didn't go way into the weeds on it. Yeah, that doesn't. That's I mean, why that's, it doesn't make any sense unless with they that said we're going
4: We want your top guy gone. I, I, I think there may, may have been a combination of a lot of things, but yeah, the Dominion thing doesn't make sense. I agree with that. I think, you know, if you're worried about advertisers bailing on the primetime slot. Because mm-hmm. he's gone both barrels against Pfizer and, yes. you know, obviously pharmaceuticals pay a lot of money to be on the air and run commercials on all sorts of different media platforms. And so they're thinking, bottom line, more than ratings, because if you're still commanding as a network more than half of the eyeballs available, yeah, then what does it matter if you go from 3 million to uh, 1.8 or 2 million viewers? The
3: Okay, then the argument to that argument would be, but you need all these eyeballs because you're selling the whole cable package. Yeah. You're selling it because you can raise the rate as far as what you're charging the cable packages. Yeah. In the end, I think they underestimated the whole thing. I think with so. Tucker.
4: But they may have been thinking, well, if we can still get, you know, if we have advertisers who will not advertise in that time slot because of Tucker, then, you know,
3: then you just told the audience, yeah. we're really not about the mission. Of course they're not about the mission. They're, I understand. They're about the money. <laughs> I understand. But they're always under the guise that we're looking out for yeah. you. Right. And and you just absolutely desecrated that.
5: Well, this is going to be a long process to rebuild anything close to what they had before.
3: I don't know if it's going to happen, to be honest. Uh, well, I, I'm with you, you on it. that.
5: Yeah, I'm with you on that, too. Yeah. I tried to be more optimistic,
3: but it's, you might be well, right. Well, I mean, uh, trust has been betrayed for a lot of
5: people. The whole model has changed now. Yes. Yeah.
3: It'll be really interesting. Okay. Oh, that Biden audio. We still have to get to. And we have another news update. And we have Nimrods in the news. David said at the beginning, I don't know if we can get it all in. We'll try. Hey. The Markley Van Camp, and Robbins Show. David Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Joe Biden, he may be getting up there, but just try to keep up with him. Hey, Stafford's in their 20s. Can't keep up with him. Forget how tired he sounds today. <laughs> getting ready to go to Japan. Here we, here we go.
0: I'm about to uh, take off in a few minutes. here. the helicopter out there to Japan. Not the helicopter, but to Andrews. The, uh, anyway, <laughs> and to meet with leaders of G7. <clears throat> <laughs>
3: and, yeah, all right. and he starts talking about debt ceiling. <laughs> just to case. it. He's got this glaze in his eyes because he's trying to focus on the teleprompter, but he's still having a hard time getting through it.
0: I wanted to say a word about the status of negotiations with the congressional leaders. We had a productive meeting yesterday and uh, Mm -hmm. with all four leaders in the Congress, it was civil and respectful. And everyone came to the meeting, I think, in good faith. I'm confident Mm -hmm. that we'll get the agreement on the budget that America will not default. And uh, every leader in the room understands the consequences if we fail to pay our bills. And it would be catastrophic for the uh, for the American economy and the American people <clears throat> if we didn't pay our bills. And was that I'm that? confident everyone in the room agreed with the Speaker, from, from the Speaker to the Majority Leader, to the uh, Majority Leader in the House and the Senate, uh, excuse me, the Majority Leader in the Senate, the Minority Leader in the Senate, as well as the leader, the, the Democratic Leader in the House. that we're going to come together. Uh,
3: <laughs> okay, they're going to come together. Yeah, did you get all of that? No, I, God. I, that, that was kind of a slur fest, man. man it's just I'll, kind of the way it rolls. I'll
4: tell you, the reboot of the Avengers is confusing as hell. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. All right, we got to get the Nimrods. Roll it out.
2: When the going gets tough. Damn
5: it, this is too hard.
2: The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
5: I love the poorly educated.
3: All right. Nimrods in the News. Uh probably heard of something like this before. There's somebody driving, and they're drunk. Maybe when they got behind the wheel, they're like, ah, drunk. But then when they get pulled over, you're trying to switch seats with the passenger. That happened in Colorado, 28-year-old male driver. Except it wasn't another person in the passenger seat. It was his dog. Oh, (laughs) jeez. I wasn't driving the car. Dog. (laughs) Here's the other thing. There were two sober passengers in the back seat. The best
0: Nimrods in the (laughs) news.